Welcome to The Digital Well, a podcast by Blaine Warren. Being digital in financial services today means many things to many people, and I intend to explore that here. To ask a question or submit a comment to The Digital Well, simply find me on Twitter at Blano, B-L-A-N-O, or go to thedigitalwell.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. Hosting and bandwidth and the PowerPress plugin for podcasting on your WordPress website are provided by Blueberry, found at blubrry.com. Additional Digital Well sponsors include Message Watcher, a modern email and social media archiving platform. Find out more at www.messagewatcher.com. And also, don't miss out on Grant Street Creatives, Creative Retainers, and Design Assistance for websites, search engine optimization, and any of your creative design needs. Find them at grantstreetcreative.com. Welcome back to the Digital Well. This is a follow-on from our previous episode where we were discussing password managers. And I made a reference to two-factor authentication, also known as multi-factor authentication. And this is a topic this is continuing conversation in our industry and at large because of the news and just the very sheer visibility of how technology can be compromised or attacked all the way down to the individual level, right? Consumer tools on our phones or our tablets, as well as more importantly, the critical data we keep in our systems as business owners and managers. So multi-factor authentication is an important component of your security strategy and a follow-on to password managers. Uh, it's also known as two-factor depending on where you're looking and where you're reading. But bottom line, the concept is in addition to your username and password, you can enable with a site that you're using the ability to get a code via SMS text on your smartphone that is the last or multi-factor of your login. And what that does is that prevents someone who can figure out how to compromise your username and password from getting into your account unless they also have your phone. And the odds of all of that happening at once are slim. They're not impossible, but they're slim. Now, there's some interesting things you can do to make that easier to use, right? When you first turn two-factor on, it can be a little frustrating, right? It, at first, it feels like an inconvenience. However, the trade-off in increased security and just robust protection of your accounts more than counters the inconvenience that you may feel at first. And once you get used to it, we all have our phones in our back pocket, our jacket pocket, our shirt pocket. Very rarely do we not have them by us. You're able to use them. Now, the one thing that can come up with two-factor authentication is it's still possible to be somewhere where you don't have a signal, either mobile or an internet connection on your phone you still need to log in. It's gonna happen in meetings and events in certain buildings or certain destinations where you are, and you just simply can't use connectivity to get your SMS code. Uh, so there is an alternative, and it covers a fairly broad range. It's not comprehensive, but a fairly broad range of capabilities with Google's Authenticator. What that does is, if any of you have worked for organizations where they gave you a key fob that had a pin that changed every 30 or 60 seconds. Oftentimes they came from RSA technology and they're used for corporate logins or access to sensitive corporate systems. You would again put in your username and password and then you would look at the key fob and put in the six or eight digit pin that was on the key fob and that completed your login. That's really nice, right? Because it's an offline tool. You can use it anywhere 
where as long as you can log into the system you're going into, that key fob is available. However, it's much more convenient to have something on your phone. Um, so a footnote here, just to remind everybody, I think this is common knowledge now, but because we're using things like password managers and authenticators and other tools to protect ourselves, the security of our phone is really critical. So please, at minimum, have your phone lock with a pen or pattern to unlock. The strongest is a password. Sometimes that's frustrating when you're in the car uh, and you need to unlock your phone or somewhere where you need to do it quickly or with a thumb. Uh, but at minimum, have your phone locked so it has to be unlocked. And if someone tries multiple times to unlock it, it will erase the phone. That's a critical layer to make sure that you're not putting all this great protection on your phone and then giving it away because someone can swipe to unlock it and open these tools. Now, the Google Authenticator, you can just Google Google Authenticator. I'll also put it in the show notes. And I'll also put a reference to a Wikipedia article where they lay out the services that support the Google Authenticator. And these are fairly popular solutions that many of you listening will have used or be using. So I'll just run down a few Amazon Web Services, Buffer, uh, we're talking Dropbox, Evernote, Facebook, all of the Google suite of tools, Hootsuite, Hover for domains, uh, if you are buying and managing domains, LastPass, which we talked about in the previous episode as a password manager, your Microsoft account, very convenient that it will support that as well, salesforce.com, uh, obviously widely used in our industry, Tumblr, again, another social media site that it uses, as well as WordPress, which many of us listening are using for our web presence. So you can imagine that covers a fairly decent list of tools that we very likely have apps on our phone for. In fact, many that I mentioned there I have on my phone, Dropbox, Evernote, Facebook, Tumblr, Hootsuite, WordPress, LastPass. So this authenticator is great for when you're out of signal, out of range, no connectivity, you can still log in with two-factor authentication. I think it's a valuable tool worth looking at. There are other authenticators, for example, I know folks that use Facebook very, very heavily, both for business and, and personal use, you can use the Facebook uh, code generator to log in. So instead of getting an SMS, you actually open up the app on your phone and there's a code that you can log in on a browser uh, with to protect that, again, to protect that login. I think the authenticator makes a little bit more sense because it covers a wide range of sites. And, and the list I gave you was not all inclusive but it had most of the very visible and popular sites that are out there. So something important to look at and consider, uh, again, to complete that strategy of securing your credentials and securing your account, the password manager, the two-factor authentication, protecting your phone, which we're gonna talk more about in the next episode. Thanks as always for your questions and comments, and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to The Digital Well, a podcast by Blaine Warren. To ask a question or submit some feedback, you can find me on Twitter at Blano, B-L-A-N-O, or you can go to thedigitalwell.com, where you can also subscribe to be sure you don't miss an episode. Thanks as always for tuning in, and we do hope to hear from you soon.